Today's episode of the Not That Great Podcast can be found wherever you find your podcasts. It can be found on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, all the places. Go there, subscribe, leave reviews, help us out. We're trying to come back, get back to brass tacks here, putting out episodes for you guys. You might hear a little Desi in the background. Uh, he's about to go down for a nap. I just spoke with uh, Matthew Fox for about 45 minutes. I forgot to hit record for one sake, so we talk about that. And then my robot microphone appears again. Sorry about that. It's time for a new microphone. We'll get into that. All baseball today. Very little Celtics talk at the end. A little bit of Zion talk. Um, but Alex wasn't here, so we didn't get super in-depth. Um, the this It's a Saturday right now. This episode's coming out on Monday. I'm in Boston as you're listening to this, I would imagine. Um, and we'll be coming back with another episode next week, man. We're still trying to pump them out weekly, get them out for you guys. Response has been great, so we appreciate you listening. But make sure you drop us that five-star review or uh, a subscribe so we know you're out there and keep putting out good stuff for you guys. A little bit of a shift in focus this year probably, so more kind of you know pop culture stuff and stuff that isn't you know necessarily about uh, the most current sports things but recently we've been able to do that so as long as we can do that we will and every now and again you might hear something about like you know who are we put on a mount rushmore of something or who deserves to be eliminated from x hall of fame stuff like that fun stuff so for now just foxy and me moose and desi in the house it's episode two season three let's go make it a double i can take it another get so hard to chase it live up to yeah it slides away when you're running like my uncle david who never lived to escape it the trouble you were about to cave in give up to talking in your basement we decided remember that time? fox uh is here and uh the first time that we did this and i forgot to press record i said that he was our legal counsel and mlb expert um so we're gonna have to start over we had 10 minutes of good shit uh that we just wasted so we'll just try to repeat it as best as possible um and we're, we're we don't pull any punches here we're not gonna hide this with uh editing tricks i'm gonna tell you that we fucked up but we're gonna get it back right now so fox uh put down the ruth peter ginsburg uh bobblehead no, she ju- she's judging you right now. It's, it's, she's in her descent robe. All right, go ahead. It looks like she's wearing a uh, Wakanda necklace. But uh, regardless, <laughs> um, this is a, this is baseball only this episode because we forgot to mention it uh, in our last the season three premiere. Um, and we couldn't mention it without the expert in, pr- in, in presence. So let's start with your opinions about science ceiling as a whole. I think that we agree that sans the electrical benefits or technological benefits that they're that that's pretty much part of the game agreed uh science in general yeah science science um first of all what up camille how are what you up? well not just science not just <laughs> science but science stealing specifically but yeah signs are obviously part of the game but i mean science stealing some there's one of those it's one of those like morally gray area things that some players your Brian McCann's might be like, what the fuck, man, you stole our signs? Because he's a purist of the game. And some guys are just like, dude, and like I like I would say, if your sign is out there to get stolen by my naked eyes, that's on you, that's not on me. So what I do you totally say about agree. that? I think, I think it's not only um, part of the game, it's, it's uh, a necessary part of the game. I think that it is anything that's, that's on the field um, and 
uh, if, if it's a level playing field, meaning anyone on second base can try to do it, uh, then that is all fair game. I think that part of the, uh, part of the playing experience is that the catcher has to convey signs to the pitcher in some way. And um, they've come up with uh, as many complicated schemes as possible to, to switch it up in, in situation and, and in count. But if you are smart enough to figure that scheme out and then in real time, let the batter know somehow from second base uh, what the pitch is going to be. And in that instant, they're able to both see your sign and then also uh, adapt that into their swing. I think that that's all completely above, above board. Um, uh, I think that I had said that it is akin to, a third baseman, you know, recognizing what the third base coach is, is using for a sign to, to convey bunt to the batter and then just repositioning mm. themselves. It's, I think, totally fine because signs are necessary. But if, if you bring in the, uh, any, any sort of technology um, or especially implement some sort of complex scheme where uh, there are procedures involved that, um, utilize technology before a game in the middle of the game um, and after the game, and then allow that allows you to manipulate the game in real time. I think that that is absolutely uh, a very serious uh, infraction and should be uh, penalized the way it has been. Um, The, the, the thing that I, that I took umbrage with, with the, um, with the Astros was the degree to which they were utilizing um, technology in the, in the guise of other uh, technological advancements in the game in terms of like using the replay room or using their, their um, clubhouse scouting uh, where, where batters can go and look at their own swings in the middle of the game. They're using that uh, to sort of gather the information and then moving those, those monitors actually even into the, tunnel next to the next to the the, uh, dugout and then being able to convey it in albeit incredibly rudimentary ways by Mm. banging on on cans or the wall or whatever um but people think that you know that so what if they if they banged on a uh on a trash can it's not so much that they banged on a trash can for the exact type of pitch it's whether or not it was a breaking ball or whether or not it was an off-speed pitch rather or a fastball knowing that is the whole ball game. Mm. If, if you know that you are going to have to swing in 0.1 hundredths of a second or 0.3 hundredths of a second, that that's a is, lifetime of difference. That is it. That is, that is right. what makes a, a batter, a 300 batter, as opposed to a 180 batter. Um, mm. And so I think, that, uh, I think that sign stealing in general, absolutely okay. In fact, it's a fundamental part of the game. Um, where signs are fundamental parts of the game themselves, sign stealing is. It's when you start utilizing technology uh, that it not only falls into a gray area, it falls into a red area. This is absolutely banned. Um, and I think that's what MLB was saying is that uh, when they came out with their directive after the Apple Watch slash Fitbit uh, scandal with the Yankees and the Red Sox in mm. 16, um, they, they, they really came down hard on, the, on, on every team and just sort of issued this directive saying there is absolutely no uh, 
you're not allowed to use any technology uh, to convey signs in the middle of the game. You're more than welcome to use uh, video recordings before the game to sort of figure out what the signs are, but conveying them in real time is left up to, you know, your manual, digital, whatever. Mm. Uh, and when I say digital, I mean fingers, not whatever. Yeah, no, I understood that. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so that was the thing is that after that directive, everyone knew and the Astros and the Red Sox, it, it appears, um, as well as who, who knows what other teams violated anything. Um, these are the only two investigations going on, but one of, one of my biggest uh, things is there but for the grace of God, it's them, not us. Even though yeah. at this point it is us. It's about to be yeah, us, yeah. As, as a Red Sox fan, um, I just think that any team that's speaking up right now uh, or any players that are speaking up right now and in, in, in critical fashion towards any of the players involved or whatever, mm. better be goddamn sure that they themselves yeah. are 100% clean or the teams that they've been on have zero culpability whatsoever and have never come under question in the, in the last couple of years. And I just don't see that being the case. Um, with respect to the, to the penalties, I think that those are super, I think that they're incredibly harsh, but I think they're actually appropriate. Um, the, it, it, it was smart not to do anything to, to players, even though these are mostly player driven uh, scandals um, where the, commissioner's office needed to be able to interview and, and get players to talk candidly. They had to essentially give them uh, a free ride or immunity. Um, mm. It also is the job of the GM and the manager to uh, put together the, um, the, the team culture and instill the rules and effectuate sort of the on-field experience. Um, and so if the managers and the GM knew in advance that any team getting caught with this, it was going to be on their heads. They should have taken a, a much larger role in, uh, you know, making sure that this didn't happen. And I think in this case, they didn't. Um, hence, Lunau and Hinch's uh, removal. Um, well, suspensions first, but then uh, ultimately their removal. I think when it comes out with the Red Sox, I don't know. This is all being, we're recording this before the uh, MLB issues any statement on the Red Sox. Uh, right. We know that there is an ongoing um, investigation. We know that Alex Cora has already lost his job as manager of the Red Sox, but not for anything he did with the Red Sox. That was all, all arising out of his um, culpability in the Astros scandal. Um, we, we do then know that the penalties that were – um, imposed upon the Astros that would be applicable to the Red Sox are pretty much financial um, mm. and draft pick oriented. Uh, since the GM and the managers are the ones that were specifically named as those that would be subject to penalties and neither the GM at the time, Dave Dombrowski or the manager at the time, Alex Cora are still with the team. I think that the only person who should be sweating right now is uh brian o'halloran who um 
is the Red Sox GM. And at the time of the scandal um, with the Red Sox, he was the assistant GM under Dave Dombrowski. Everyone thinks that Chaim Bloom is the GM of the Red Sox. He's actually president of baseball operations and he named Brian O'Halloran as GM. I think that he might be uh, sort of in line for some uh, reprimand, but I don't know what um, or Mm. if he at all was playing a role. Um, You would think that because, all right, you got in the timeline-ish way, the best I can uh, surmise it, Fitbit thing happens. Then we get the decree from Major League Baseball. Astros continue to do the shit anyway. And sub, uh, and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Concurrently, the Red Sox are doing it as well, right? Because Cora has, in theory, brought that system from Houston into Boston. So they're kind of doing it at the same time. Is it is it is it reasonable to expect then that the Red Sox penalties could be harsher because they are now technically, and as far as anyone in the public is concerned, they are now the second actor, right? The, the investigation is lasting longer. We've concluded the previous investigation already, and we've seen these historical penalties come down. So you would think that, and it would make sense to me that, and, you know, we're talking about four first round draft picks or, or all of your first round draft picks or all your, first five rounds full of draft picks or we know we have the cap on however many millions they can be fined. And we know that Alex Cora is gone and that potentially O'Halloran will be gone as well. So really the only place that the penalty could improve is, you know, more years of draft picks. If they're going to get the um, 20 and 21 for the Astros, maybe the Sox get 20 to 24 or something like that. Uh, I'm not Obviously this is an unprecedented situation. So there's no precedent for that uh, punishment being, so exponential, but you would think, or at least I think that the punishment would be greater in any way that it could be. Do you agree with that or no? I think that uh, a lot of those are, are really valid points. I don't think that the, um, the, the schemes were similar or, or from what I've understood in the reporting, I believe that the Astros system was, was way more advanced and evolved um, and in real time, um, w- with respect to the gameplay, I think that the Red Sox were using um, the replay room for uh, the ability to figure out signs and then later on use them in that same game mm-hmm. from second base sort of things, like using technology to, to uh, decipher the signs. Right. Um, so I don't think that the, that the schemes themselves are the same, but... I do agree that where, but the, yeah, the overall the penalties just is the same, right? Correct. It's a technological it's, advantage. In it game. is, it is the, it is the uh, violation of, I believe it was MLB R one dash one because it is, you know, <laughs> serious. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that, and that sort of encompasses all technology um, usage for uh, the purpose of sign of sign ceiling. And I think that both of these fall well within that and squarely. Uh, yeah. And um, so I do think that the, the punishments will be similar. And I agree that where they can't be similar because two of the, of the main actors who should be fined or penalized or suspended are no longer with the teams and or with any teams. Right. Um, I think then that it would turn into some alternative uh, 
additional uh, penalty in the other respects. So the draft picks are, is a really interesting point. They are maxed out with the fines, according to the CBA, of mm-hmm. $5 million. So it, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know. I'm sure that uh, MLB is uh, going to address the fact that the people who should be or were um, penalized with the Astros, uh, those positions, uh, since they're no longer with the, those positions are no longer with the Red Sox, that the fine has to then be sort of adapted to yeah. Uh, the current the current brass in the in the front office in the in the power structure, but I don't know what it will be. I'm really curious. Um, I think though that it's hilarious when uh, teams are players are of other teams are saying that their team should be awarded some sort of um, retroactive uh, titles, or where the Yankees played the Astros. Um, in either the divisional series or the championship series, and it comes out that the Astros were using these signs, um, mm. stealing schemes, that the Yankees then should have been in the World Series and therefore could have won the World Series and therefore people need to be stripped of titles. It's just so stupid. Mm. These, well, LA City Council voted on a referendum to strip... Like, come that's, on. Anyways. That's so granular. And it's also, it's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. However, <laughs> let's get down this road real quick because, and I also want to go back to the, the individual player aspect of it. Um, but I'm, I would in theory be okay if the titles were stripped, right? But, the, but where I lose it is, oh, well, if that title is stripped, then we should award it to the next whatever team, right? So now you're talking about, all right, well, hold on you got to go back through every round of the playoffs now, right? Every round of the playoffs that the Red Sox were involved in, in theory, or the Astros were involved in. So you can't relitigate the games. You vacate the, you vacate the title and that's that, right? So in this instance, I would, I, I, that would have been clearly very historical, right? Yeah. Without then naming the, whoever it was, Dodgers, Dodgers both times. Both times. Um, as the 2017, 2018 World Series champions, or 1819. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That, that's just, that's, it's, it's impossible. That's it's why they play the yeah. games. You have no idea what would have happened in in a right. one situation. When it comes to um, players individually, you got your guys on the rosters of the Sox and the um, Shros. And let's say that you let's say that it's whatever year Alex Bregman is a is a free agent in because his next contract we major. I don't know what its contract situation is now, but let's say it's the next year. He's still in his prime as a free agent. He dollars team-friendly deal uh, last year, I'd say. So all right, so in, so all right, so in 2024, yeah. he's coming up for – or whenever. Let's just yeah. say there's a free agent from the Astros cheating scandal that's on the block this coming year, and he's good. George okay. Springer. Say George Springer. There you go. Yeah. So – We can also add in the component of what you mentioned earlier. I don't remember if this is part of what we recorded or I forgot to record, but um, (laughs) them talking about the scandal publicly and against it saying, you know, and making sure that in their past, I don't have this, you know, someone's not going to say that I was involved in something like that. Now the Astros are lumped in as a whole, whenever, and whenever it's George Springer or Alex Bregman or whoever, Altuve, Whoever is brought up from here to eternity, 
especially in a situation where they're changing locker rooms, mm-hmm. someone's going to say he's on that scandal team, right? Just like someone would say he's on the Mitchell report list right. or something like that, right? Yeah. I mean, that's fair. And I, I, and I know that you're not in locker rooms because you're a fat lawyer, but <laughs> how, how, would, how do you think a typical player would react like, oh, hey, we signed Alex Bregman. And they're like, oh, the cheater guy? Is everyone going to be like, oh, he's a cheater? Or is it going to be like, come on, that was, in, that was, a, that was a, a systematic institutional thing in that institution. You're coming over here now. That shit don't fly, and we can appreciate his talent. But then, second part of that, what if that talent dips dramatically? There you go. That, that I think, is the, is, the, is the question and the issue. I don't think it'll affect locker rooms so much as – It'll you think the, the boys don't contracts. care? I think the boys care, but I think that the um, sort of the diaspora of players is such mm. that uh, teams break up, players change uniforms every year. A lot, um, yeah. And I think, if anything, they'd be interested in hearing um, what advantages their opponents are, are taking um, in, in real time. They'd want to sort of a uh they'd want a description of what they were going up against i think that they wouldn't judge people as cheaters i think though the second point would where say a player's um performance is dramatically different when it's known the system is not in place versus when the system is known to have been in place i think Mm. that affects contracts not yeah i think that 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 could come up as that could come up as well are you as good as you appear to be or do you need this help i think that that's the way that the players reputations will be tarnished um Mm. it's it's, uh essentially like saying um well someone played in in coors field so are there yeah are their numbers really as legitimate i mean it can be it can be said either way. We don't know. There's no empirical way to know the the absolute difference because each player's swing is different. Each player's blah 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 is different. Each player's right um, intelligence is different. So we don't know. But it 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 will be said that the difference between um, knowing whether or not a fastball is coming or an off speed pitch is coming definitely benefits the the hitter to I mean tremendously yeah significant. Um, percentage in, in, in those percentages translate directly to their on-field stats. Yeah, that's true. Um, let's go back to, and this is one of the things that we had, I had asked you before we, you know, fixed everything. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. When you talk about um, scandals historically, we, you know, the, and like I said before, baseball's had, you know, its fair share, generally more than most other professional sports, at least in America. Is this on the level with, um, is this on the level with a steroid type scandal or something like that? Is this on the level with the Black Sox? Is this on a level with, you know, where do you place this in history as far as, and I think the comparison I made was, when we get to the hall of fame votes for these guys, is it going to be, you know, similar to like we're seeing with bonds now, or, you know, those numbers are starting to creep up. Right. 
So are these guys going to get held out because of this in the beginning or what do we think about that? I think that uh, MLB did a really good job of uh, confining this scandal to these two years uh, mm. and really only addressing well, We don't know everything yet though. Correct. So far. Yeah. Um, but okay. I do think that two years and there's just these two teams so far as well. So exactly. But if okay. they can, can confine the scandal and the newsworthiness of this to everything that happened after the directive following the mm. Fitbit Apple scandal and mm. before the 2020 season, which is now, yeah. then yeah, very small. If they can confine it to these portion. two, that it doesn't become an era quote unquote. Right. Um, yeah, and, and then it, uh, it affects only the people that are the uh, named responsible parties. Um, very few people were, were really named. Um, mm. and, and those that were named specifically have, uh, you know, had their reputations affected and right. or livelihoods um, terminated because they uh, have since lost their jobs. Um, those being Alex Cora, uh, who was the bench coach at the time for the Astros, he lost his job with the Red Sox, not for anything that he did with the Red Sox, but specifically for his role in the Astros. And then uh, Carlos Beltran uh, has, the, has the dubious distinction of being, I don't know how many before him, but one of the only, if not the only, managers who uh, has a lifetime record of zero and zero uh, mm. because he, as a player, was instrumental um, and they didn't want it to be a story going forward. Uh, so his first managerial job and post were uh, terminated prior to them actually beginning. Um, but I do think that uh, AJ Hinch, Alex Cora, um, Jeff Lunau, I think that they are all super smart and young and mm. will be absolutely, um, they'll, they'll, be, they'll be back in the game in, in, I, I don't know how, how long their suspensions will be from MLB, but the second those suspensions uh, run, I, I'd be surprised if they're not bench coaches and or in the front offices yes. of some teams because baseball forgets. Baseball wants the young, yeah. smart guys, and these guys are that. Um, with respect well, let to me, players, let me piggyback well, on with, that. Well, with respect to players, yeah. and, and the question you asked about like the Hall of Fame, where mm. it isn't a – an era so so much so as uh, a scandal um, right. unless players who are on Hall of Fame tracks like the Altuve's, the Bregman's, Altuve, Bregman, the yeah. Bookie Betts, Springer, if, Betts. If, their, if their numbers don't change precipitously and then permanently once mm. the scandal is uncovered, yeah. I don't think that this will tarnish their reputation at all and or at all. At all? No, I do not think so because um, I think that it will. If, if they can come back and this year show that with under a microscope they are this good, uh, then it, it can be argued that there was no real. Well, then you don't. Then you won't be able to tell what advantage, if any, was uh, was taken. Um, and I think that only where it is an era type thing that goes for longer than two seasons. Um, in a Hall of Fame career, uh, mm. I, I believe I, that's that's how I I would see it. Um, but again, who knows? When it comes to and I, so, <clears throat> you have two managers, or they're all managers. Hinch, and we can leave Lou now out of this. Yeah, Hinch, 
Beltran, Cora. Yeah. Beltran, obviously, 0-0. Zero, zero. Yeah. Cora, Hinch, each with a World Series. When you get to the discussion of them getting jobs back, obviously, those World Series will still count as far as, you know, yeah. part of their reputation or whatever. And people could say they're tainted, but, you know, Major League Baseball doesn't take them away, then, you know, they're still there. So. And Major League Baseball has announced that they are not taking them away. Right. So who of the group do you see as least likely to make a comeback to the level that they had obtained, whether it was just as a player, when we're talking about Beltran and his respect amongst, you know, most major leaders, or the kind of tippy top of management when it comes to Hinch and Cora, both, like you said, young guys with the World Series under their belts. Which of them is likely to be, if you have, if you're in the MLB, you've got two manager jobs and those three guys available, who's, who's left out? Uh, I think, unfortunately, it's probably going to be Beltran because mm. uh, he, he was named um, a, and as having a, a pretty large role as a player, um, but then because of that was spared any MLB pun- punishment, um, where he doesn't have then the uh, managerial record to, to fall back on uh, right. and say, I think then that this may have cost him his, his first and only shot. It's, it's, a one and done where your name is tainted and you don't have um, the, the record cachet. To, to, yeah. yeah. The cachet to, to, to say, look, I'm, I'm, I can still be successful. Uh, he would have to say I can be successful instead of I can still be successful. And that's a, that's a harder thing to, to yeah, it's a harder uh, sell. Yeah. And so I think that if it comes down to those three, he may have the longest standing, um, uh, Effects. Employment drought. Yeah, correct. But uh, but again, I don't know. Um, yeah. I think that the person who will have the longest and and uh, most um, most significant uh, punishment and rightfully so is Taubman, who I think has a lifetime ban. The yeah, uh, well, he, the I GM, mean, yeah. the the assistant GM, because he was just yeah. shitty and, and sucked. He's a giant as, piece as of shit. Yeah, and and yeah. he was just he was just a piece of shit anyway. So uh, that's fine. But yeah. Um, and so I think though that, uh, I think that teams will overlook it if they do need a young, if they do need a manager and Alex and AJ are out there and, um, yeah. eligible. So we'll see. Are, are we looking at teams that like, and I don't know who's, you know, you never know who's got managerial openings coming up. I would assume that, well, now you have two teams that have managerial openings, but if we go a year forward, suspensions are over. And, you know, a plethora of teams of many statures need management. Are we, are these guys getting looks from higher echelon teams or, or, or is, or are, is it, or do they have a greater chance of, you know, Carlos Beltran popping up as like the manager of the Marlins or something like that? <laughs> Shot at the Marlins. Wow. Shot at the um, Marlins. Hell yeah, all day. <laughs> They're not great right now. Um, <laughs> I, I believe, uh, as our name would would uh, suggest, neither are we. But um, mm, true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I think the I think that they will. I don't think it'll be immediate. I do not. Th- I think that they'll have to work their way back and and make some um, sort of uh, take some proving time. Uh, so yeah, these guys in, aren't in the minors or something like that. Bench coaches. Yeah, they're not coming right? back as managers. Yeah. Okay. Right they're away. I, coach. I mean, I doubt it. But who knows? Okay. What, whatever happens, happens. Um, I, I'm really curious. I do not know who is going to manage the Red Sox. And it is now January, what, 25th, 26th? Yeah. 
and we're, we're, we're recording this on the Saturday. And, uh, yes, we are. And the players and catchers report on the 10th, I believe, of February. Mm. Uh, the, the interview process with the Astros has been um, at least a little bit more transparent or at least leaked more. Uh, I do not mm. know who has interviewed for the uh, Red Sox, although I just know that Carlos Guillen – uh, is complaining that he has yet to be called by any teams. Um, I'm not complaining about that. I'm just saying that's that's the only one we know that is <laughs> you not. Mean Ozzie, you mean Ozzie Guillen, right? Uh, Ozzie Guillen, sorry, sorry. Ozzie Guillen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there someone out there that we can move a little past the scandal now and start moving into who's out there and you know where it comes to management or um, and we'll get to the Jeter thing in a minute too. Uh, we got about ten minutes left. All right. Is there a person out there, rumored or not? that you think, and everyone wants to say Veritech, and everyone wants to say Ortiz, and everyone wants to say Mike Lowell, you know, less people say Mike Lowell, but um, my, my standing on Ortiz versus Veritech is you take Veritech all day, Ortiz too good of a player, players that, very good players that manage or coach usually don't do a great job. Um, do you subscribe to that logic as well? Do we need a, think- a, you know, a, a locker rooms player like Veritech was, captain of the team for many years? Um, or is it time to kind of do we want to abandon that like I mean are we are, thing are we pretending you know that I mean? Bruce Bochy is not out there and uh, no we're not we're okay. not that's fine but, but, but like if we're, mean, but who, if, who's if available we're, that you're like for the, for the fun story um, and and the you know media darling it would be uh, smart to look towards a Veritek who's been a special assistant who mm. was one of the best game callers we've ever seen with the Red Sox. You want a smart mm. catcher um, who, who, who could call games, um, but you want them to have some bench coach experience, I would say. Uh, okay. You want to sort of groom Dusty Pedroia now as a non-player coach who's being paid as a mm. player okay. uh, for, for, for a couple of years out maybe. Um, I, I don't think that the the Hall of Famer type pedigree would risk like a Pedro or or an Ortiz would risk yeah, uh, tarnishing yeah. their reputation with a bad season because yeah it, I mean it's just their their story's been written so well um, but you never know I think though that uh, what you're gonna look for, what the Red Sox should look for is not a Tech or a Dusty um, unless that Dusty is Dusty Baker. And, yeah. uh, and, and you, and you literally just say, Hey, Bruce Bochy, get off the, get off the beach. Here's, you know, $10 million for one year. Uh, let's, let's do this. You get them, yeah. you get them. And then you say you have, you have Mookie Betts in his prime or even get like coming into his prime. So he's just getting better and better and better. You got Xander Bogarts. You've got, you know, uh, Ben Intendi, you've got this great lineup. You've got some amazing arms, uh, yeah, yeah. let's, let's make one run at it. And, uh, here's more money than you could ever, you know, ask for. That's what I would do, right. but I'm not running the, that makes sense. I'm not running the socks. So they don't, they don't give me those, uh, those decision-making, um, you know, roles. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, um, all right. All right. Cheater. Uh, uh, Jeter. Jeter. Your sound is terrible. Yeah, yeah, always happens. No, 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 no. you're like you're like a, a Terminator right now. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. Give me a break. Give me a break. One second. One second. I'll come yeah. Right.
That's what's yeah, new whatever. Mode. This sounds good. Don't sound like an alien. <laughs> There's no alien here, so yeah, fair enough. Um, who is the punk ass bitch <laughs> that did not vote for Jeter to make him the unanimous Hall of Fame guy? I do not know, and I I know some of the more respected uh, baseball writers are saying let's not have a, a witch hunt. Um, let's have Whoa. a fucking witch. Let's have a fucking witch hunt. This is ridiculous. Even uh, look, I'm a I'm a Red Sox fan. Always have been. But Jeter is the player that if I was to tell my son, as of yet to be born, um, <laughs> to that to play like a specific player who I cannot say. Uh, name any Red Sox players, but was told, pick a non-Red Sox to, to model your game after, it would be Derek Jeter. Agreed. He, he played the game the right way. He was, you know, one of the best offensive shortstops of all time. He, he played longer uh, than, than the majority of them. He, for, for him to be, for him not to be unanimous, especially after the, I can understand if no player had yet to be, uh, elected in unanimously. Yeah. I understood that because even even though it was stupid, um yeah. but but you know the the fact that some writers wanted to hold on and and you know for posterity's sake or whatever to say since Babe Ruth didn't go in unanimously, no player should oh, fuck off. Then one player then then one ballot would be, you know, withheld or something like that. I can understand that a little bit or at least a little bit more than Mo went in unanimously. That yeah. drought is over. Yeah. You shouldn't go in unanimously. Like, for that not to happen, unless uh, it, it's just maddening. And you know it's intentional. And you know it's for some purpose that we may or may not know, unless the person comes forward and explains themselves. But there will to. be people with pitchforks and, and you know, torches mm-hmm. outside their house. Correct. Um, yeah, oh, yeah that, fuck them. Yeah, I agree. So that's basically my gist on it is fuck that guy. um let's get into this kind of multiple choice list of free agents that we've got and some names appear that i personally am surprised are available and it may be because of recency bias but it also may be because i believe that they've got stuff to potentially contribute still to another team but well, you'll notice that most of these guys are in the 35 plus area, right? So like your Russell Martins, <laughs> your uh, Luke Roy's, Ryan Zimmerman. I mean, um, doing down this list. Zobris. Those guys, no, those guys. Like that's that's all that's all well and good, and maybe they can get a one year contract somewhere, um, yeah. and probably will. Uh, okay. Hopefully, uh, the the people, the person that I'm surprised. If we're going to talk people that aren't signed, yeah, I'm surprised. I'm really surprised um, that Nick Castellanos hasn't signed yet anywhere. He's by far the best bat available, and mm-hmm. he's young. And he, uh, I think that where Marcelo Zuna went for one year, eighteen million with the Braves, uh, that kind of fucked Castellanos um, mm. because I think he was definitely looking more in the 60 to 80 million dollar range of a three-year four-year deal um and i think that they were somewhat held in uh comparable regard but i don't uh i think that castellanos is a little better um but we'll see uh he needs to be a dh more than uh ozuna did because ozuna can play a little bit 
of the outfield more. Um, but I think that this year's free agency crop, I, the funny thing is, is that the majority of the names are, have been, have been signed. Um, and it was almost unprecedented in the volume and the expedience uh, that, that they were with the Strasburg at, at what, 245, yeah. Garrett Cole at 324. I mean, these numbers are astronomical. I think that the Angels are suddenly really fun to watch. Um, and Mike Trout suddenly has, is going to have an audience just because they yeah. added they some have, protection for him. They've got the, one of the best two, three, fours in the, in the league. They still have no mm. arms, so they're fucked. But at least more people will, will have eyes on Trout, which is really important because he is the best player of a generation, if not ever. Um, yeah. I think that uh, the Yankees, fuck the Yankees, um, but Jack <laughs> Cole is really, really good. Uh, I think the only player who has really ridiculous numbers against him is Mookie Betts, though, so that'll make for some good Sunday night baseball on ESPN, and I'm sure yep, they're happy nice about four that. Hour games. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I mean, this, like the, the the main the main players that you thought were going to be signed to long deals got long deals. The ones that surprised me um, were sort of like the Yasmani Grandals, who got like almost seventy five million dollars, which I didn't see coming. Mm. Um, Mad Bum taking only quote unquote eighty five million dollars to go to Arizona. Which surprised the hell out of me. I know, just 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 eighty five million dollars. It's like nothing. I mean, but Not he's only thirty one. So <laughs> the the fact that he's the same age as as Strasburg, um, yeah. and 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 one signs for two forty five and the other signs for eighty five. It just, I, I I don't think that it, that the 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 quote unquote mileage on Mad Bum's arms are 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 that much more significant. Yeah. Uh, as to warrant that, but hey, he wants to play in Arizona. We'll see. I'm really excited. It's warm there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get. I mean, DC's DC's muggy and and Jose Abreu. It, it kind of went under underreported that he signed a three year, fifty million dollar deal um, to stay with Seems the White low. Sox. I'm I'm fine with the numbers. I'm really really excited. I know last year I went off probably for like fifteen minutes on how great the White Sox were going to be. Yes, um, you did. And, and this year, put it together yet. this year, I think they started to, and this year they're going to do even better. Eloy is, is the man, the myth, the legend that uh, we all thought he would be. Yon put it together. Yeah, not we all, you all. Yeah. Well, I, I still, <laughs> I, 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 I definitely think he's going to be just the electrifying talent that he, that he's started, started to show. Fair um, enough. And then Luis Robert is Eloy 2.0. So it's going to be fun as hell. And I'm really glad that, that, uh, Jose Abreu is sticking around to, um, to, to sort of shepherd uh, those younger players in as the team comes into the fray at the end of the rebuild. So okay. I'm really excited about that. I don't want to get into which teams are going to do well or what, but no, it's too early for that. And I'm definitely not making my picks, but I'm just really I wanted to say that about that with respect to the signing. I think mm. it's a great sign. At 32 years old, he makes 50 million dollars. He's he's worth it, um, but also because his Clubhouse presence. They're all young Cuban players. He is the the elder Cuban um, player. There, there's familiarity. He is a good clubhouse presence. I'm just really, really excited for that. So great. Um, that's that's what I got for those. Um, Last thing. All yeah. right, we got like three minutes left. Cool. 
I know why Yasiel Puig is not on a team right now. Will he be on a team in spring training? I would say yes to that. I would imagine you'd say yes as well. Yeah, but, but what it'll, be in, it'll be Japanese. <laughs> I was going to say, so you think he's, you don't think an MLB team is going to take a flyer on a less than 30 year old guy with some pop in his bat. Oh, he's, he's, his talent is there. It, yeah. it was just a distraction. Um, yeah. I always thought that, that the flamboyance was, was, you know, was sort of for show. But, yeah, I don't think he's but pretty I, I, I think it's, I think it's a, I, I think it might be legit. So um, I think that between what he wants uh, and is asking and what he, um, what teams are willing to pay him to have his services on their team, I don't think that there's a, a match, but we'll see. What is he asking? I don't know, but he's 29 years old. He's top 50 batter in the league, I'd say. Yeah. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's asking a hundred something plus. Who knows? But yeah, yeah, that'll I mean, have to come down. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I do want to touch upon. Do it is uh, not baseball related. Oh, what's up? You got, you got really a quickly, for me? Really for, quickly. You just you just going on it. Go ahead. Really quickly. Celtics last two games, blow out the Lakers by thirty two points, and then last night down sixteen. Uh, in the third, come back to win by 10 without Jalen or Jason. Let's talk about, I mean, this team could, they're inconsistent, but they're way more fun to watch than before, and they could yeah. actually be really good. Um, again, not the all-star break yet, so I haven't watched a basketball game, which is my usual, right? And I yeah. told Al that the other day. I was like, dude, I'm sorry, I haven't watched any games. That's why I have you guys on the podcast to tell me about all the games you watch. But all-star, to me, is like the time. Like after that, it's like, all right, it's nothing but basketball until June when baseball actually starts to their all-star break, right? So yeah. um, I'll be watching a lot of – I was watching a LaSalle game earlier today, starting to like warm up to basketball, right, well, college, and pro. So. I, I'd recommend that uh, you, you, you maybe deviate just a little bit because on Sunday mm. the Celtics are playing Zion. I'm not saying they're Tomorrow? playing a team. Yeah, I'm not saying they're playing a team. They're playing Zion. And uh, I'm really curious because they don't have any big men to guard him. It's gonna be Marcus oh Smart versus Zion, but his uh, Zion will still be on that minutes restriction, probably, right? So yeah, but even every minute that he's in the game is already just electrifying. How'd Zion do last night? Uh, I think sixteen points in sixteen minutes, something stupid like that. All right. Well, I mean, if they're and, only and, getting and, sixteen and minutes, the, then... and like the, the the best block I've seen in five years. Oh, he, he got up for that block. Yeah, where dude. He swatted he into that, like uh, literally like the upper deck. And you're like, how the fuck did you hit that ball? All right, man. Um, all right, Foxy. All right. Camille. I'll talk to you soon, bro. Appreciate it. Peace out, man. Bye, guys. All right, have a good one. All my savings up. They tell us we're not going to make it. It's going to so hard just to make grand. If we don't know what to say, we going to make it up.